Hey everybody, it's Thursday and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. Uh, sorry there wasn't a show last week. I was uh, I was mopey and Hot Stuff was kind of <laughs> sick. Was that... I was also on a plane, maybe? No, I wasn't on a plane. No, you were just like, oh, I'm sick, but I still want to do a podcast. Oh, and I was like, right. shut up, everything is terrible. Right. Yeah, and then I got really sick. I'm so. just burning, burning all this stuff down. We couldn't even do it later. Uh, yeah, so, uh, boy, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm less mopey today, but I, there's a, there's a tragedy in the process of happening, and that tragedy is me drinking a glass of fucking Jim Beam. Who even bought this? <laughs> we might have been in that cabinet for a long time. Yeah, it doesn't we, go bad. I, I think mean, we got couldn't, it Couldn't for... go any worse. <laughs> Didn't we get it for Con? Con 3? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the whiskey that we buy for Con? No, we get Jack. Oh, no, nobody Jim ever Beam. wants. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, no, nobody ever wants Jim Beam. Do you think that Jim feels sad about that? Oh, maybe. Hmm. Uh, you know, it, uh, he's he's too busy paying attention to Frank Moat. Oh, uh, oh uh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that was pretty good. How you guys been? <laughs> been all right. <laughs> yeah. Just doing doing a lot of KOL writing. Yes, that's true. Writing, writing some scary stuff, big trying, ass. trying to write some funny stuff, and it ends up just being scary stuff instead. There's Aww. big ass things. There's big ass <laughs> things afoot. <clears throat> Riff, you need to be able to distinguish between scary and funny. This is an important <laughs> skill. Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Riff's got the kind of job in life where that's not all that important, right? You don't think you don't you don't think you want him you, you want to be able to say riff write something really funny and then he comes back and you're like and it's terrifying yeah <laughs> no I think that's okay because huh. I mean it's like like we're we're adaptable you yeah. know we're yeah. we're, we're As an agile audience member <laughs> no but I'm it's not like it's not like riff uh, write something and I'm not gonna read it before I put it in our video game right oh, it's okay. it's like well, yeah so sure. we can just like oh well I guess we're in fact. That's the problem lately, why we're doing all of this scary stuff. Um, it started out as a funny project, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wrote yeah. like I mean, three scary like, things. I was like, oh, I guess this is yep, horror I guess, now. Yeah, I guess I can't tell. <laughs> I guess I can't tell the difference. I mean, I thought that, you know, the fight with Dad Sea Monkey was like the funniest thing. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Yeah, we've taken, a, we've taken a turn for the macabre lately in our, yeah. in our uh, content development. Well, um, it's getting to be several months away from Halloween. <laughs> uh, you know what my favorite? Uh, you know what my favorite uh, springtime barbecue treat is? McCorn on the macabre. Oh, I guess that's more of a fall treat. Sure. Does Maybe. corn? I don't know. Okay, so you always see corn associated with the fall, but it's dried corn, which means it's old. Yeah. Associated with the fall of man. There's weird. <laughs> yeah, with Indian corn. The fall of Indian man. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, but d- when when does corn come into season? It seems like always. Do you it think? Like- be, do you think the apple was an Indian gift from Indian Eve? <clears throat> <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do people do? Is that corn with all the multicolored kernels? Does that ever actually get eaten? I don't think so. That's just decorative corn. I mean, yeah, that's that's like wild corn. I mean, blue I, corn like, gets eaten and, and made into stuff. And yeah, but I feel like the multicolored corn is 
the is like a further back down the evolutionary or further back up the evolutionary stream. That's how people describe evolution, right? It's like a stream Mm -hmm. with a bunch of tributaries. And every once in a while, it's like, oh, this salty stream is really making a lot of progress through the forest. Mm. Uh, So then all of its all of its um, offshoot streams uh, get saltier and. Okay. And yeah, so the, the uh, mutations are like when a beaver makes a dam. Yeah, and yeah. And everything gets all weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's maybe it's more like a tree. Uh, really, it's more like a grass, right? No, but I think what you do is you take that you take that Indian corn, you take that decorative corn, mm-hmm. which just grows. Like, that's a thing that Jesus made okay. and put into the world for us to discover and ignore. <laughs> right? I mean... Jesus felt that it was important that there be a variety of things that we didn't eat, uh, which is why he made things like, you know, snakes and uh, b- bark. <laughs> People Rocks. eat both of those things. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, Jesus didn't want us to have the secret of aspirin. Uh, he, okay. he, felt, he felt that prayer was the right approach to a headache. Hmm. Um, or that headaches were a necessary evil because they prevented sex. Oh. Okay. 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 Uh, And I guess you don't want to eat, you don't want people to eat rocks for basically the same reason. Like, uh, do you want to have sex? Not tonight, honey. All of my teeth are shattered and bleeding uh, because I ate a rock. Hmm. See, everything is part of Jesus's plan. It's quite, it's quite an elaborate masterwork of a plan. You know, when the singularity happens, it's going to be awesome because we're just going to see robot versions of all of the things that real Jesus did once Jesus Bot is in charge of everything that happens. <laughs> Only every rock will also have the best joke on it. <laughs> and those corn, the kernels, the kernels will spell out or will maybe make a funny political cartoon. <laughs> You know, there will be like, oh, look, that corn ear looks like Uncle Sam, and the one next to it looks like a butt. <laughs> ah, good one, Jesus bot. <laughs> this this large rock says banks on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, they are just Im- immovable institutionally. They're from the Stone Age, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, Jesus bot, that was, that was fucking... Clever. That was a incisive. Mm, witty. <laughs> Okay, um, have you guys? Uh, w- uh, I guess we'll. I guess we'll get into the KOL questions if you guys don't mind. Sure. Yeah. I'm all about some KOL questions. Okay. Whack wrote. This was a long time ago. Well, I guess it was only a week ago. Mm. Yeah. Again, sorry that. For, sorry for no show last week. That was just me being me being a moody. I had the moody blues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He pulls out a seltzer bottle and hoses you down with it. Unfortunately, some of it gets in your eyes, but fortunately, some of it gets in your mouth. And then you lose 25 hit points, but you gain 9 mana points. There's something about the negative effect of getting attacked providing a positive effect that makes the combat more interesting. Just an idle thought. Yeah, we did a bunch of stuff like that. Like where when a monster, when the fruit golem threw an orange at you, Mm. you'd get an orange. Um, Okay. When you say a bunch of stuff like that, you mean... Five. We did five or six. Okay. When we when we were in Europe, you and I. Yes. We took a list of monsters. Okay. And we wrote down things that those monsters might do to you as special attacks. Oh, and some of those things were like positive. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think in general, like, you know, I don't know that the game was made better by the addition of Cunctatitis. 
okay. I mean, it was made more different. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing that happens, but it's not fun. <laughs> People hate it, but it's a thing to hate, right? Like, there aren't a lot of those things, necessarily. And I think... Yeah. Have, well, so, okay, so, like, this is... <clears throat> going back to, like, Bartle's types of players, this... Sometimes the game needs to provide something for people to be annoyed by in a game that's as sprawling as KOL, right? Because if it's just all roses, it's, it gets boring. The landscape is just, you know, undifferentiated fields of awesome. And, uh, you need some enemies yeah, to defeat. But I would argue that from where we're standing, it seems like the game would be better if combat was more reactive, right? But from, play, from a player's standpoint combat would be better if it was always over in one click <laughs> would it though hmm. I, don't, I don't know that that's true I think people enjoy when things get changed up at least a little bit it depends on what their, what the, what their goal is right because like, people that are, just want to farm some stuff don't want to have to think about it but people who want to play the game as a sort of a grand puzzle having yeah, but things I think like that, that make well, it more challenging. I think the things that people who want to play the game as a grand puzzle want are less decision-making within the context of an individual combat than decision-making over the course of a run. Right? Well, but don't, I mean, don't you have to you have to react to things that drop? So, you know, like softcore, for, for example, you know, you you might try for a certain set of drops and if, like, the tower monster drops or whatever... Mm-hmm. And if they if they do do drop, then you don't need to worry about pulling them. But if they don't, then you need to take that into consideration or, or something got, like that. I got raged on yesterday when uh, when Emily's ascension took an extra sixty turns because she was <gasps> fighting a dude to trying to get something to drop for one of the gates. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, the tower fucking sucks. <laughs> it's it is the culmination of a grand puzzle. <laughs> Yeah, with with no clues or sure or uh, or yeah, yeah. I sure. I mean, it's definitely got its ungrand bits. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you know. So you're saying the, that Kunktatis is not one of those positive things that happens in combat? Sure, I'm just I, I I am saying that I think it is it is arguable that Kunktatis is a feature that the game did not need. Oh, sure. But having having sort of some variety in there, having every combat be just an escalation of numbers, I don't think is is ideal either, you know. Sure. And having some positive stuff and some negative stuff and some some like, you know, the the knife that you find because you run away from a combat in one place. Sure, yeah. Like that's cool, right? Like that's that's just a, a neat little hidden thing that, you know, took a long time for somebody to find, as I recall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and, like, having little stuff like that around is, is again, for another player type, it's like the... Uh, yeah, but when, it's, when, it is an, when it is an uncoverable bonus thing, it is a lot more interesting than when it is a, oh, I guess, like, the next five fights are going to cost me ten times as much mana. I mean, people were excited or, when they found the malformed URL that gave you embarrassed or something, right? Like it was I think it was something that Boozer Bear had coded maybe as like a catching people who were trying to hack. Oh, yeah. 
And like that was a negative thing that people found by going to indirect means. And it was well, you know, sure, but I mean that's not that that's categorically different than conctitis. Sure, sure. Right, because I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, you know, dealing with like poisoned is not a big deal, but conctitis is extremely disruptive. Some of the high-end poisons are pretty rough. It's like ninety percent stat loss. Yeah, but I mean, you just gotta, you know, that one you just keep a. Is there any way to get rid of conctitis? I guess Soft echo. Cream. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, Wack continues. Radio shows back to back are tricky. Can you air Monday shows on Tuesday so we know what has and hasn't been answered? I, like, here's the thing. Knowing what has and hasn't been answered shouldn't be a thing for you. Because if you have asked a question, I have either answered it or ignored it. <laughs> so asking it again well, is always lame. Well, so no, don't, if, don't do it. What if they want to find places to ask clarifications or something? Like they asked a question and then they want to know... Does that make sense? Like, no. Well, if they if they figure if they feel like they need a clarification, then don't they know whether or not the question has been answered? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, so I agree with you that I agree with you that the current situation is not ideal, right? And it's like the the question collecting process. Riff and I were just talking about maybe trying to do something else with that instead of the current forum thread thing. Like just maybe as an write experiment a- for a while. Like write a Mad Lib question generator for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- then we just don't have to worry about it. But yeah, no, it does. So, so like we, for for the sake of consistency on our end, we thought, well, we'll record the shows at the same time that they normally broadcast, and then we will tell the radio KOL people, yeah, just just broadcast these, and they'll like they, and we assumed that they would do it as soon as, as early as possible. When, in fact, they were just like, no, I guess we'll find an open slot at some point where we can do this. And, yeah, so now they're they're being broadcast on Wednesday nights, and these shows are being broadcast on Thursday nights. Oh, interesting. And, and, I mean, you know, you can talk to them about that if you want. I'm not, maybe Haplo is the person to talk to about that now. But, like... When do they get posted as MP3s? Oh, that's pretty arbitrary, right? Because it's when I remember to do it. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know, and and it's 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 been weird because I've been like. Now it's a little faster because there is a better process for like, Scully doesn't actually have to remember to do anything for me to be able to get his audio for the Monday shows because he just saves it to a Dropbox directory that I have access to. Mm-hmm. While it's being recorded, so um, would that be easier? Not not that you know we should spend all of our time talking about technical details of stuff, but would that be easier for me to give you stuff as well, or would it is the current method all, all right? Uh, I mean, the current method is fine. You do it super fast, you know. Okay. <clears throat> you you I mean you, like right uh, after the show. Yeah, I yeah it you know it might be it's. I don't, it's a lot of, it's a lot of a chunk of somebody's free Dropbox allotment. So, I don't know. You know, I guess I, I need to be better about deleting the ones that he puts in there. Because that's taken up a lot of space on his end and I don't think about it. But, uh, yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should do that. 
let's see. How did these radio shows start, says Wax? Should I download the first shows in the archive, or are those only when you started recording them for later listening? No, the... Ah, I actually don't know. I feel like I would have started recording them fairly early. But for a long time, I was we were relying on like somebody else, like some listener, to record them off of the radio. Right. Before we started using Sam, which I figured out how to do like an archival stream, which I then would just keep. Um, yeah, I don't know. The audio quality is really terrible because it was all recorded off of like the 24K shoutcast stream and it's mm-hmm. just rife with technical difficulties in us talking about how bad the audio quality is which is you know basically the same as <laughs> modern shows yeah i don't know i mean because those were i mean it's not like we edit these a lot but we also in the you know eight years have gotten better at yeah making these shows is the archive somehow air. marked for when we started pre-recording is no it? not really mm-hmm. I think the podcast feed starts at that okay, point because yeah. that's also when we stopped having the music that we played during breaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they started because Radio KOL started and Severed Toe was like, do you want to do a show? And I was like, yeah, I can imagine we could record something. And he was like, no, you're doing it live. Fuck it, you're doing it live. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a bad idea. Uh, Lilac says, this is going to sound like stupid speed ascender bullshit, and it is, but please bear with me. One, the Lama 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 Gong experiences give the welcome back choice adventure when completed, choice adventure 277. If you click on a hidden city square when you're due to get welcome back, it will reveal the contents of that square without spinning an adventure. Big has very few ways to cut turns because much of the game's optimization is in combat stat gains, so skipping hidden city squares is actually important. The trick, however, is really stupid. Any chance it could be addressed? Yeah, that... There are other things that let you skip turns by doing, like, I guess it's possible that we fixed the bullshitty mafia stuff that you could do, but, like, there are redirects that you can intercept in there that if you're not using the native interface, you can tell, like, if the thing is going to redirect you to the adventure script, you can stop it from happening because you know that it's one of the normals. The Hidden City just, yeah, yeah. That's lame. Yeah, but I mean, the... I, so I mean, I guess we were doing stuff, some stuff client side or something. Well, mm-mm. the a redirect is necessarily client side, right? Because it sends a header. the 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 game, the the browser requests the output of this script from clicking on a square of the hidden city, and what it what the game does there is it says, oh, what you actually want is to adventure in this zone, but it has to do that by sending a, a header that is like, this is what this is the page that you should load oh, instead of that one. Shoot. And so it's possible to intercept that, not do it, but because the header was sent, you know that that's where that square was gonna go. Mm. Damn. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where I also don't think that the Hidden City is fun from a gameplay point of view, and I also think that it looks really ugly, <laughs> from an art stamp, like I don't like the art did just didn't turn out for that, and it's a thing that is gross. And someday I just want to totally redo it hmm. in such a way that, like, I think that I can redo it in such a way that it it sort of uses the, there was the there was this subzone content concept that I did a little bit of stuff in the level eleven quest with that turned out to cause all kinds of problems and. 
every place that has used those, I think, has eventually started. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I got rid of all of them. Like the wine cellar stuff was happening, and that just got to where there were these goofy things. And I think that, I think that there are still maybe cases where, like, if you putty one of those monsters, it has a chance of dropping every bottle of wine, hmm. or whatever. Like, I mean, what we would do now is like, what the f- like? Why the fuck were we trying to economize on monsters in zones? Like, why wouldn't we have just made? different monsters, monsters. Yeah, for those. You, you did that a couple times that I didn't I just didn't understand. Yeah, and I and I mean I don't know I don't know why because it's like that's the one thing that we can do with like basically zero effort is like oh a new monster. Right. Right? Because if this is functionally identical to another monster and it just needs slightly different theming, like you know, it was it's one of those things where it's like oh this might be cool a cool tool to have and you like I think you might have just done it and then you're like okay well now where I can where can I use this? Right, because like there are yeah, some places I mean, where the, it does make sense. The subzone thing is less like that than 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 like now that they're split into different zones because the subzone stuff was so buggy. Right, but like I can, you know, <laughs> there's also the the weird like because of the way conditional rejections work in zones, it was possible to get like bad luck would result in you getting a tumbleweed <laughs> in certain. Places, if there were like five encounters oh, and only right. one of them was available, it might like every once in a while it'll roll a die a hundred times in a row and never get a five, right? So like, <laughs> it's yeah. There are definitely some goofy things about the way that uh, this is this is just exemplary of of the 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 truth about KOL. It's that most of KOL on a fundamental level was not designed right. Like most of the way. KOL's mechanics work just occurred over the course of a bunch of other unrelated things being kind of designed and so is goofy. Hmm. Um, the Hidden City though, I, like I have some I have some ideas for a better way a better way of handling that. You know, the nobody nobody talks about the maybe they do. Maybe the tavern is the same kind of thing. Although I don't think there's actually... Like, the problem with the Hidden City is that there is a zone that contains some monsters that sometimes when you click on a thing in the Hidden City, it just counts as adventuring in that zone. As opposed to the the the, the cellar, which is just you click on the cellar and then the code gives you something, either a choice or a monster mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And it's that, it is that redirect to a zone that makes it into the thing that is problematic. I don't know. I bet I bet I can figure out a clever way to do it that is both more content and yeah. more satisfying and 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 whatever. I mean, we I can, feel like you would just have everything be a a choice and it either redirects or whatever. and we can add some some puzzliness that'll let you logic out or triangulate yeah. where things are instead of just clicking and praying. Yeah, that's yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it would be. It'd be nice if it'd be nice if that was less. I, you know, or or we could just fucking just make it a zone, right? We could like maybe the game doesn't need this like five by six grid of things that you have to click on that all behave differently and stuff. Like it's maybe it's, we can accomplish the same thing using the normal way that KOL works. Yeah, you know? but it's nice to throw 
something different at the player once in a while so they're not just getting the same thing over and over. Yeah, that's true. But I just wonder if there's anybody who's like, oh, I love the Hidden City. It's great. It's my favorite thing to play through every time I go through that quest. <laughs> like, Pro- probably not. Every but time that's I play not the necessarily game, the every time I play the game, when I get to the different. level 11 quest, I just fucking give up. Hmm. And that, I should probably listen to that voice in my heart. I think I think the problem isn't that. I mean, the, it's not that uh, the the Hidden City doesn't suck because it's different from the rest of KOL. It, it sucks because, because we tried to make something different and didn't really make it good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like playing, it's like playing that memory game with the cards, except there's no pairs and no memory. Right. So it's not, it's not fun. We, I, I think our intentions were correct. We just didn't, we didn't come up with a good puzzle. It's as if we went to hell and paved the road there with something. <laughs> yeah, with memory cards. <laughs> Number two, continues Lilac. I don't suppose you could wait the Ring of Conflict to appear more frequently than the other rings when you zap a Ring of Aggravate Monster. As it turns out, this is one of the other few ways to save turns in Hardcore Big, and the one in seven zap chance sucks a butt. Yeah. Um, I mean, not really the way zapping works. Yeah. Yeah. Is the is the ring of conflict not the? I forget how we that could, works. It used to be that there only was make, a ring of aggravate we could make monster. Three more identical rings of of conflict with different item IDs, mm-hmm. so that when you rolled, you'd you'd have that oh, many more chances yeah. to get yeah. one. Yeah. No, we could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ring of conflict and butts <laughs> and fart scented ring of conflict. See, wait, more content is easy. It's got the same picture. It's just an equal sign. Yeah. Uh, three, some mechanics have definitely proven to be problematic. The fax machine, badly romantic arrows, blank out, etc. Instead of narrative-driven bans on specific items, what are your thoughts on maintaining a banned and restricted list for challenge pass in the style of Magic the Gathering? They don't take effect for the currently active path. Bans would work just like trendy, and stuff on the restricted list would be one pull per day or per run, an idea that's been thrown around a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean... Sounds mechanically like a thing. It sounds like it would be confusing to explain. So the problem, the problem is, like, I feel like we already do so much to discourage people from buying items of the month, and the idea that if this item of the month is good enough, you'll never be able to use it again <laughs> seems like a sort of congratulations. Yeah, that seems like a bad move, right? <laughs> like, like it, it is it. I mean, is it your contention that everyone should be playing the current challenge path? All the time. Well, it's probably Lilac's contention. Hmm. I mean, I don't know that I ever expected it to be the thing that you did for the entire three months that it was out. But maybe that was me just being naive. Yeah, I don't know that I did either. It's, you know, it's a question. Like, I feel like there is a lot of discussion later in this this thread, which we will get to, about uh, big and no path. And... Like, I think that that horse has already sailed to a certain extent, but I don't know. I have been considering, and this is, man, if anybody is listening and if anybody still plays this video game, this is probably going to prompt a forum thread. Okay. But 
we could full-on get rid of the fax machine if we wanted to, because nobody paid for that. Okay. And I, I mean, so you, you feel like you feel like anything that was not donation driven is fair game. Oh, for yeah, for for big nerfs, yeah. Huh. Do you not? Uh, I feel like people spent a bunch of time and energy collecting those, and it would feel like a punch in the nuts if we got rid of it just wholesale. But, I mean, they spent a bunch of time and energy, and then they had years to enjoy the fruits of that time and energy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean... I don't like it when you take stuff away. Sure, but... It would be like, I mean, so, so, there, so there would be here's all the thing: ramifications of that. we carelessly made it so, say that fucking sombrero in the disco band at Nemesis Quest, and I think that the reason that that happened is because somebody who didn't know anything about hat rack behavior defined the hat rack behavior for well, that. Somebody said, oh, this no. is a little too powerful. Well, but it's only available to disco bandits who do the Nemesis a quest. So it's, so it's yeah. not a big deal. So it's not a big deal for this to be crazy powerful. But then the fax machine makes it so that's a thing that you just have to have all the goddamn time or you're not playing optimally. And that fucking sucks. Like, that fucking sucks. Well, that is That was so like... That was a way in which the stupid, complicated game got partially ruined by a thing where we were like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if people could fax... Wouldn't it be cool... So the fucking fax machine was basically like, this is my Eric Dodds with the WoW potions moment. Wouldn't it be cool (laughs) if there was a way for you to fight monsters that somebody had copied from some old world event, or haha, somebody can make you fight their butt. But isn't the solution to that to just ban the mariachi from the fax machine? Hmm. Or nerf his hat. I would just, I, like, why do any of the Nemesis-specific monsters need to be faxable? They don't, right? Like, like that takes away their their specialness for being a, a pat, like a, a single class-only thing, right? So just remove all of them from the fax machine, you know? That would be how I would approach that problem and and you know like that's maybe a band-aid on a bigger wound or whatever but maybe not maybe the maybe the fax machine is really cool and and there's only a handful of things that need to be addressed and then right but i'm i'm not saying i'm not saying we like get rid of the fax machine i'm saying that like you can't use the fax machine in hardcore or ronin right like i'm not saying take away the content i'm not like i would not want to take away all of the stuff that i think is really cool about it mm-hmm. like what i would take away is the like oh now this is a thing that i have to pay a bunch of attention to because it can save me 40 turns in my run right sure. right even though even though that's like managing which monsters i fax in like i don't know that that's fun right like i that i think that that see well here's the problem know. here's I, the problem with discussing things in in this in this well, Okay, but like, like each individual thing away, maybe is kind of fun, but like having there be a million fun things that you are required to do every day how seems many, like it's just like the death of a thousand cuts. How many faxes are you allowed per day? One? I think yeah, so. One. So we could reduce that to one per run or something, right? When per... when I was doing runs not that long ago, I generally do hardcore runs, or I'll generally I always do hardcore runs, and I found having one choice of any monster to fight once a day 
to be a really interesting choice. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think it really is, especially because like some of the some of the interesting ones are like the semi rare monsters. There's you know the handful of mon- semi rares that are monsters and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? It is an interesting choice for somebody who's playing really casually. It is not a choice at all for somebody who's playing optimally because there is one optimal thing that you have to do. Well, it depends. right. So I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I think you're oversimplifying it. Like, there is a list of things that people recommend on any given day to consider faxing, but it's, it is also based on stuff that happens, right? Like, you know, yeah. if, I mean, if you get this to drop, then, then you don't need to fax this guy. Okay. If, so, if so you, then, so then here is a question. What happens when Faxbot goes away? What then, do we do? What do we do when Faxbot well, goes away? We don't do anything. Well, right. So, I mean, like why, like, this is what I'm saying. Like we can either sit there and get yelled at when a thing that we didn't have any control over ruins the game, or we can just preemptively fucking get rid of it and replace it with something else. Replace it with something different that we have control over, over that's not as broken. Huh. Like that's, the, hey, you know what, here, let's talk about this. This is, not, this is not a thing that I've really addressed with anybody, but the design process for the mini adventure, when I was like, you know, there's a thing that familiars do that we don't explore very often, and that is they give you buffs, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that was like because the first time we tried this, we did it in a way that made it like it was, it was like one of the like early legendary Christmas themed super unpopular familiars, the <laughs> Nutcracker, right? So I was like, all right, well, this thing will give you buffs under certain circumstances. Hot stuff. What should those buffs be? And one of the buffs on your list was and a plus initiative buff, and I was like, ah. Uh, this is never going to work. Like, you're never going to actually get the benefit of this if you're just getting one turn of the buff when you pull the familiar out. And you said, well, why does it work that way? Why doesn't it just give you 10 turns every 10 turns? And I was like, ah, there is a voice in my head that tells me that that is a thing that people will then say, oh, thanks, you fucking pricks. You've given us one familiar that we now have to remember one out of every 10 goddamn turns <laughs> to pull out of our terrarium, use for one turn, and then put back in the fucking terrarium. This is where, like, it it prompted the just absolute worst kind of gray cat asshole post, which was just like, quoting somebody talking about a feature of a thing and then just posting like groan or whatever like Mm -hmm. and you know they're right because that's now the optimal fucking thing to do with this is to take one of the buffs that had nothing to do with our decision to make the thing give you 10 turns of a buff like the problem the the reason that so much stuff like this gets created is Mm -hmm. like if we had had a month to think about this familiar, we wouldn't have done it that way. We we would have just made it so the buff goes away when you put the familiar back in the terrarium or whatever, right? Right. But we didn't because we don't want to spend a month making every item of the month because then our jobs would just be make one item of the month every month and that's it. So shit like that sneaks in and it's like, do we do this thing that is sort of needlessly mean to somebody who's playing casually with it so that somebody doesn't feel like they have to stab themselves in the dick. And so, it's... I mean, here's, here's a question. Like, I am... 
I feel like I alternate back and forth between being compassionate to the dick stabbers and being just like frustrated, right? Because it's, there are some things that I understand like feeling compelled to do. And then there are some things like this that is such a minor benefit that it just Well, it's insane. not. It's not though, right? Because one of the things that you get is like 20% item drops or something, which is not... Well, that wasn't what they were talking about. They The one that they were mentioning was the... Oh, the, the plus stats, two, the plus two subsets. Yeah, the stats after combat, yeah. Right, which which compared to the to an alternative from a familiar seems so small. But it but that's the thing. It's it's twenty stats if you use this thing one out of every ten. Like, I it never occurred to me that anyone would use the fucking jack in the box for anything. But you have to if you want to play optimally, right? And a lot of people, a lot of sane people, are like, you know what? That is such a small benefit that I'm just not gonna do it because it's not well, fun. It's it's a big benefit, but. A, a huge, huge pain in the ass to use and not worth the real lifetime that it takes. Well, is it that big? I mean, it's... Mathematically, it is. Yeah. It, but it's... I mean, it's what? It's it's 2x fairy every three turns, right? Something like that, yeah. Which I don't... Like, if... If the game before the Jack in the Box existed had been such that... There were quest item. There were there were quest relevant items that dropped at a rate that you couldn't maximize with a normal fairy, but you can maximize with a two x normal fairy. Then it becomes then it becomes a thing that you, that that is like genuinely required to do. But I think it's not right. I think the fact that the fact that optimizers are the fact that there is a set of optimizers that are just like this isn't worth the hassle means that it's not that optimal. Like, it is not so much better than the nearest alternative. And, you know, that may be the case with this mini-adventurer, too, right? I have no idea. I don't know. But but it's 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 like... Like, it is, it is difficult trying to design things that feel interesting and new and fun and powerful yeah. all at the same time, and also that... <clears throat> there is no possible way we can imagine somebody sort of trying to eke out some crazy tiny minor advantage from this in a really unpleasant way to themselves. Right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the way that I play some video games, other people would describe as not fun because I'm trying to be optimal. Like, I, I kind of want to make uh, a Let's Play series where I play video games and people watch and people are like, why would I watch this? This is the least fun thing I can imagine. And I'm like, no, no, really, it's great. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I mean, that's kind of what I feel like people would say. And it, am I dumb because I like playing, like being optimal for no reason? Like, mm. I'll be I'll be optimal in games where like there's just no benefit. Like, yeah, but I mean? I mean, if you're enjoying doing it, then that's swell, okay. right? So then what is, I guess because it's a competitive game, it's where 
it becomes yeah because only I mean it's like mutually assured destruction right like as uh, you can only get away with not doing something unpleasant and optimal if you can count on everyone else to not do it and there is some motherfucker out there who will (laughs) spend the time to do it just to right okay yeah okay I think I think it's the competitive nature of KOL yeah no I mean it's it it absolutely is like it wouldn't be a big deal in a single player game at all right like it's although I do get I do get annoyed with the design of single player games when I realize like ah god damn it like the best way for me to play this because because they decided it would be kind to let you slowly regenerate health over right. time the best way for me to play this is to save my potions for when I need them, and every time I want to get my health back, just go into a room, close the door, and then walk away from my computer for 15 minutes so the guy will very slowly get his health back. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I don't I don't like it, and I and I see it as a I see it as a failing in the design when when I encounter something like that. But I will I will absolutely focus only on the pleasantness of my experience of play to the exclusion of every other thing that I might be getting out of playing a video game because what the fuck else are you getting out of a video? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I mean, I guess that's the thing. If you really care about your score compared to other people's scores, you know, like fucking Chip Chain, and mm-hmm. I realize this is just because nobody fucking bought the game, this, right? It's because this game was just a miserable failure, even though it was one of the most clever games that I've encountered in, in recent memory. I, I started noticing, like, huh, I'm actually pretty high up on the leaderboards for, for this game. I should, I should like, try to, oh, get, yeah, to get a high score. Do. Yeah, but then looking at how you... Looking at the best way to get good scores on the long version of the game... It was just like this super tedious, super low risk, low reward, longevity strategy. That's how that, I played it when I when I was doing it. That's, that's right, one of the reasons I didn't right, like. And the it's game. just fucking super not fun to play the <laughs> game that way. And so I was like, well, fuck that. I am not playing this mode. I am not going to try uh, and play competitively in this mode. I right? I just huh. I play the like I played for a long time and this was like this was a game that I got super into when I was like laid up after my tonsil surgery. And so I just had a ton of time. And so every day it's like, up oh, the new daily game. I'm going to see how good of a score I can get on the daily game. And I would play that day's game 10 times to oh, see wow. how well I could do. And I got pretty good at it. You know, I, I would regularly finish in the top 10 and I felt really good about that. But then when I started looking at the other leaderboards, I was just like, nope, I'm not going to do I am not going to do what is required to hit this leaderboard because it is not fun. Mm-hmm. And that is the only reason I am playing this game is for fun. Right? Being on the leaderboard is like... I used to go... When I was working... When I, when I first like quit my job to work on KOL, and then I broke up with the girl that I was dating, and so I was like living by myself, working in the room above my garage, and just... Like... It, it was just this crazy fucked up haze period of my life because I would I would wake up at 5 p.m. and then work until I was like ah oh, fuck if I if I don't go to the bar now I am literally not going to see another human being all day or be able to eat anything <laughs> so I will go to the bar at a like and so I would go to the bar and play the fucking trivia game at the bar and. 
it got to the point where if I was playing when like half of the bars in the country were closed or if I was playing the trivia game on like a Tuesday when most right thinking <laughs> people like if you're smart enough to be good at this trivia game, you're probably in bed because like that's one of the hallmarks of somebody who makes good decisions about their life. And I, and I would just like I'm like ah oh, sweet I just got like fourth place in of all of the people who played this trivia game and I got I got like to the point where I was like a girl would try to talk to me and I'd be like leave me alone I'm playing this trivia game and then I was like what the fuck is the matter with you stop it and just I just was like all right I if I catch myself trying to be that like competitive optimizer I. Like I see, it's like if I caught myself doing a lot of cocaine or something, <laughs> right? It's like it's like no, you know that this is not a thing that should be important to you, so don't let it be. Hmm. But yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, we have this like forty question thread, and we're like an entire <laughs> show's worth in on the first question. Nips oh, this says is still the first question. Uh, I guess it was the second. I guess it was the second question. Nips said no. Yeah, Nips, Nips. Yes, dear Jack Rivet Hot Stuff. Just wanted to say the stuff you guys have been putting out lately has been great. I love Big. The Adam of the Month is cute as hell, and Word Realms turned out really awesome. Keep doing what you do and finding enjoyment in your work, because a lot of us ha uh, having fun with what you put out. On to a question train. I know you guys have discussed the real measurable impact of your, of your various marketing efforts without any clear results. Is there anything that asks when a new user signs up how or where the user learned of the game? This seems like a simple first step to gather some metrics. I don't know if that would actually provide any valuable hmm. data or not. I, I mean, people do it. I you know, I remember um, Boozer Bear when he was doing Secret Society Wars had a had a pretty like pretty advanced metrics driven system to see where it made sense to put advertising dollars. Um, yeah, I mean, I though I would argue that that didn't help. I I mean, yeah, I, you are jaded by the fact that we were never more successful than when we had never mentioned the game to anybody, right? <laughs> uh, but I don't know that that counts as being jaded. I well, mean, I mean, it's... I, but by because everything that we try to do d seems just doesn't seem to do anything, right? Like, right. But I think, but I think that that is just entirely a, like. It is so weird that anyone will pay for this. That it is like a hundred times as weird that a hundred people would pay for it and give us all jobs for a decade, right? Right, because it is. There are experiences that are just as good as KOL that no one would believe were worth a cent. Sure. Right? And so I don't understand what the fuck happened or how, but, like, trying to trying to act based on an understanding of an ununderstandable phenomenon, it just seems, it just seems like a crazy waste of time. Yeah. What did uh, something? A question that I had meant to ask was: Did anything happen regarding Word Realms, like on Friday of last week? After the Idle Thumbs sponsorship? Oh, was that was that what that the did that did that go live on Friday? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember when I heard it. 
Okay. It was it was that week's. Why why do you ask? I was just curious, like, because I've you know I I've been trying to keep track of like uh, Word Realms sales, and there was like a bump on like Friday, so I'm that must be from that. So the the trouble the the this is this is going to seem really cynical and jaded, but the number of sales of Word Realms is so low that it is all noise. Right. Well, like it's no. uh, it is all margin of error. So I don't so like it being so. it being there being twice as many sales on one day as the previous day because both of those numbers are so low, I don't know that I don't know that it is possible to attribute causation to it. I I I will show you a graph with with points that are specific bumps for specific reasons. Um, there, I mean, again, the scale of this yeah, you is can, so okay, small but, that but it just I mean, doesn't matter. So, right? But. You can certainly, I mean, you can certainly go back and do stuff that is not science by, like, I, I mean, I so so I could do the same thing, and I could base it on spikes in temperature in places in the world that also had temperature spikes on those days. But these are right obvious causal boosts. Like that's like there's. You could find other things. Sure, I mean, you could make up a story, but that like this this story by Occam's Razor is way more compelling, right? Like, yeah, but Occam's Razor isn't real. Only Jesus is real. <laughs> so when we die and we get to heaven, we can ask the statistician, like the scorekeeper, what did cause that? Huh? That's really interesting. Oh, Jesus. Oh, huh. Yeah, that's the same answer every yeah. time. It's, it's like, wow, this is, oh, job no, is really we're in easy. hell. <laughs> it's like you get all, oh, finally, you get all of the answers, but all of the answers are Jesus. <laughs> Man, there's really no good way for this to end. Uh, have you thought about enlisting the player base to evangelize for you, possibly with incentives, but I can see that getting gross or exploited without good oversight. That I know I've talked two people into joining over the last couple of years, that. both of whom have stuck with the game, and I try to pitch your games whenever feasible. You know, I mean, Scully did that street team thing and, like, it just literally accomplished nothing except make us look desperate. Hmm. Do you think so? I I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of street teams. I like the idea of people who, like, <clears throat> Data Vortex is probably our biggest advocate anywhere. Like, he, the guy is just amazing. Right. And, and, he, and he, doesn't, he doesn't want a press kit. You know, he doesn't need sure, he doesn't but, need a PDF of a poster to print out and stick on the wall at his college, right? I mean, because he he just canvasses it all the time because he lives it. You know, like uh, that's that's the yeah yeah. I, he does that with everything that he's interested in, which is you know sort yeah. of an admirable thing. Like you know, like he he loves nerdcore music and like. I listen to a lot more of that because of, you know, his recommendations than I think I otherwise would have. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Incentiv incentivizing referrals is just incentivizing multis, you know, like there's sure. no, it, but, it would, but I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily talking about the incentive bit, but like providing people who are interested in getting the word out, easy tools to do so like pre-made posters or whatever. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like in a world in a world of like super flashy ads everywhere, having some like homegrown <clears throat> stickers or whatever or tag, you know, f f tear off 
posters at, at a on a bulletin board somewhere. I think that's great, actually. You know, I mean, this is a gross. I know that this is a gross way to think about things, but like one of the big things that we thought we would do as a promotional thing was the whole forum sig thing, and we probably spent three or four thousand dollars worth of time doing that. Do you think and it costs that much? That much development time? I I don't remember how much it. Yeah, it probably did. I mean, it, it like it's. There's, you know, there are ongoing hours that have to be spent supporting it. It's not a big deal, but, like, nobody uses it, you know? It, like, it just didn't do anything. It literally did not do even one measurable unit of what it was there for. How and do it's you like, know? How do you know that? Right, we continue to get new signups on. KOL. I mean, so I guess, I and guess, people, like there, I guess, new, I guess, you're up. right that maybe, maybe something happened where there was an article saying how we were all dipshits, and so if it hadn't been for the forum sigs coming out on that day, there would have been a downward decline of a steeper slope than the one that just continued to happen. I guess you're right that instead of nothing happening, it could have been. A bad thing that we had no idea was happening, coupled with the invisible and identical opposing positive effect of the thing that we tried to do on purpose. But again, I'm now I'm going to invoke Occam's razor and say that, no, probably that just didn't fucking accomplish anything. Because, the, because like, it, the graph, the graph over time is exactly what we would have extrapolated without having done that thing. Huh. I mean, I like, you, you are right that I can't, you know, we can't know these things ahead of time, but, like, we spend $3,000 of a programmer's time doing something that is just trying to gin up more business, or we spend $3,000 of a programmer's time adding a bunch of content for the people who are our already dedicated players and making a video game a better video game instead of doing just like crass marketing bullshit. Right? And I know that me saying that something is crass marketing bullshit doesn't make it crass marketing bullshit. It just makes it yeah. something that's on the other side of my hair trigger. It was for something that crass people marketing asked bullshit. us for as I recall. Like it was like like people were like I you know, I want to make I want people I want to know I want people to know what's going on. Right? Like it was I thought people wanted us to make that thing and we we're like, okay, that seems like a good idea and something that, you know, people could use and stuff like, <clears throat> I, I don't know, like, you never know in advance how something is going to work, right? Like, right, which is why it's important to, to like, it's why humans evolutionarily are blessed with the ability to learn from their mistakes and to generalize based on things that have happened in the past, which is what I'm doing when I say that I don't think it makes sense for us to ever spend a dime on promotion ever again. Because every individual time we have spent money trying to promote KOL in the past, it might have worked. Because you never know okay, the future. So, and so this so time was, it might work too, but monkeys bump. might fly out of my ass, you know? There was and an not, obvious you know, bump in signups when, <clears throat> when the first time we went to Comic-Con, right? That lasted for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so that was worth doing, probably, right? And we have had a tremendous number of people 
anecdotally uh, come up to us and say, I saw you guys at Comic-Con or, you know, I saw your booth at Comic-Con. I, you know, like we <clears throat> had we have had a handful of people say that it's been I mean, there are people who who have bought our shirts and worn them in Internet situations. You know, do you, I mean, like there's a bunch of like little things here and there. And it's like a it's like a community building exercise right like having these forum sigs allows people who are our evangelists to to continue to evangelize you know like <clears throat> no sure i mean it, it is possible that there is this really slow there is this really slow build up this really slow burn of brand awareness that every little thing that we do to increase it helps a little bit in the grand well, scheme of things. But and that's kind of what, that's kind I of just, what I'm saying. And we, well, there's no way for us to know, right? Like you saying that it does nothing I think is, is wrong. I just don't know how to measure what it does, right? Like it's obviously, it obviously didn't double the number of players we had, you know, in a week, right? That's obviously true. It, didn't have an obvious like big boost and jump like the forum signatures did not have the same sort of boost that going to comic-con did but like you know who knows how many people saw that and were like that sounds strange or funny or interesting or whatever you know maybe i'll check that out and you know and maybe they didn't click on that link and maybe they found it you know a year later but because it had been in their just sort of on that periphery of their awareness. Like that's, that is one could argue at least the, the value of having a bunch of different gateways into people's. Right. But I guess, but I guess the thing is the, the accidental things, the things that we didn't do on purpose that have had a demonstrable thousand times as significant an impact as the like, things that we have tried to do, like like those, like the days when somebody posts something about KOL on Reddit, yeah, for instance, boosts. or or when when like this something awful, like when KOL hit the something awful forums, that was what that was what gave us the critical mass that it required for us to be a real thing, okay, right, and we can't make that happen, and I and I argue that we can't influence the extent to which that happens except by just making a good product. And so, I, I so further, making, so furthermore, a good product comes comes first. But I think it is kind of silly to, <coughs> excuse me, kind of silly to say that there's just we have zero impact on getting the word out about what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, see. <sighs> sure. Okay, so let's let us say then. Let me at least conclude based on anecdotes. Mm-hmm. We are fucking terrible at it. It is not that it is impossible, but we just fucking suck at it. We, so we, we were not, we were not able to get the one journalist that we know fucking loves us and was very excited about word realms to write about word realms. And is it because we didn't send him the same email enough times? No, I would argue that if we send him the same email twice, that's one time too many, right? Like, it just, I don't think that we have any fucking control over people's tastes and the stuff that people can get excited about. Like, it, you know, like, what, what, what is your explanation for, like, why has Word Realms gotten no press coverage? I don't know. <laughs> 
Because to me, the simplest explanation is nobody fucking cares about it because it's not that cool. Right? Like, that is that is the thing that makes the most sense to me. Like, we care a lot about it because it's a thing that we spend a bunch of time on. I personally think it fucking sucks, but I'm open to the notion that I'm wrong about that, that I am that I am jaded by my experiences with it, and yeah, I that, that I... I think you're a good, a good judge. <laughs> you know, and maybe a, a better judge is the, the lack of press. Maybe it's not that it sucks, it's just that it's... That nobody cares. Like the world, the world in which we started making it is not the world that exists right now. And there is probably, there is probably some gimmick that could have been in it that was the right gimmick for its time that would have created this flurry of attention, but whatever it was, it just didn't have it. You know, like I, I, I can't like it is, it is going to kill me. If I am forced to believe that we live in a world where the reason that Word Realms isn't doing well is because we're too bad at explaining to people that it's good, right? Like, b- because if that if that's the world we live in, then if we were good enough at selling turds, we could have the most popular game in the world and it could be a turd. And I don't want to believe that, right? Like, I... Here, like, here's another possible explanation is that... <clears throat> You know, there haven't been enough people playing it because it costs too much. You know, maybe, maybe we us thinking that eleven dollars is what it's worth is just not right. You know, <clears throat> we decided that it was worth eleven dollars, but maybe it's it's only worth five, right? And that's that's the problem. You know, in a <clears throat> in a world where a ton of games are free and games on your phone are a dollar. $11 seems pretty high, right? Like, so maybe that's the problem. Well, make it a dollar for a week and see if anybody fucking cares. So that's the answer to that, right? I mean, that it's that's an easy thing to experiment with. But I mean, in a vacuum, how would anybody know that the price had changed? Yeah, exactly. The, like, it... I... I why do these shows I mean, always why do these shows always turn into these like depressing arguments where I'm know. like, ah, the world fucking sucks and you're like, no, it's I was just asleep for a week because my body, like all of our bodies, just fucking start dying like right after high school. <laughs> like what I've gotten sick a couple times this year and it really sucks. I, I hate getting sick. <clears throat> I'm um, I'm really excited about KOL. Yeah. What's, like, I'm serious though. <sighs> Richard Baby Four Thousand says, and now he's, he's talking about the is sharing an anecdote that is like the uh, that is like our Word Realms programmer experience. Yeah, Richard Baby Four Thousand, let's go drink until we're dead. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I should end with a question to make this post seem legit. Now that many of the quest revamps have been done, what's the first revamp that you want to revamp? Um. I don't know. What's something that I don't really like? Knob is pretty good. Uh, like of the revamps? Yeah, of the revamped quests. Like? The you know, the crypt is the crypt is good. I like the crypt. I like I like McLarge huge. What are the ones before that? Battle? No, the battle's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with I'm pretty happy with all the revamp quests. 
There's really nothing that I feel like. I is... would hope so, considering they're how relatively recent. Well, you're but it's been, no, I mean it's been this has been like a four-year process at this point, right? I like it's so. I mean, I have lost all started... track of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same here. Which is great because I think that means that we're not aging. Oh yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that is what that means. Not not that we are hurtling ever faster towards the grave. Glebe says. What? Why, why? When did you become such a pessimist? Uh, I don't know, man. When everything started to suck. <laughs> Glebe says, "When will the Monday 5:27 show be uploaded? Did it exist? Yeah, sure. Is the Mysticality Quest still super almost done for reals? Yes." Uh, Sandwich Dew says, "Hey guys, I've heard the discussion on the podcast regarding Big and whether it would remain as a challenge path, have a cost, etc. Once it's three months are up. My question is, why exactly is this under consideration? The most I've seen on the forums are arguments that Big somehow invalidates no path, but what I've seen discussed sounds like the talk from grognards who cannot stand picking up perceived suboptimal choice rather than a valid reason to shut down slash fence off a challenge path. Uh, still, I think you. I don't think you guys uh, have addressed it. Would have addressed it based on that alone. So I want to know exactly what the debate over big is because I think my tiny brain simply cannot perceive it properly. You know, based on the conversations in the forums, I can't imagine what we said that prompted that. Um, it, you know, Chris's suggestion is just we make it worth negative fifty karma as a path, yeah. and and I think that yeah, that's probably fine. But it's, I, I do, or just even zero karma, right? Like it, it, so it was always a concern when I, when I started discussing the idea of challenge paths, we need, we, we needed a, a sort of a fail safe for if we made a challenge path that was faster than no path, but mm -hmm. we did that, right? Like Boris is what you do if you're farming karma. And that's probably why nobody's buying items a month because <laughs> that's, that's how they're you know, they can't, I, they can't get any I familiars. Mean, so, you know, I think this is another thing that because these are all, all the challenge pads are free, we can s sort of reevaluate them and start saying, well, you know, this needs to cost some karma to, to play or whatever. Cause that, <clears throat> that would double incentive. If you wanted to play the old pads and needing a bit of karma to play it, then, oh, yeah, then that would double incentivize doing some current season pads even if they weren't like your favorite thing or the easiest thing for you to do to farm whatever the hell you wanted yeah yeah so i mean i think all of these problems can be solved by just tweaking the karma values on old challenge paths. i you know i was not at all sold on the idea of challenge paths being available after the season i was talked into that and and i think you know i think that the people who talked me into it were right but yeah, I, I like the idea a lot of it of them being perennial, but maybe I'm dumb. No, I don't. I don't. No. I, I think that you're right. We, I mean, we put we ended up putting so much content into that stuff that it's not. It's it's different from a world event in that in in volume. It would be too much content. I th I feel to just go away. <sighs> Do you feel that way about Crimbos? I, I feel mean, like we... Those are a lot of content and it's gone and I like it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like that kind of thing is one of the few things that makes this an MMO instead of just a, a real lo-fi single-player game, you know? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I, I think that, like, philosophically, you can go either way on whether... 
like of course old challenge paths are available or no that these were these were just a thing that hmm. you couldn't necessarily do or you know if if there was like an ultra rare that let you run an old challenge path or something right so they're not gone yeah. but hmm. but like just you know dated somehow yeah alternatively though like the other side of this coin is like Every time we do a quest revamp, we have to make sure that we don't make it impossible to complete the quest if an item has a B in it. You know, which kind of sucks. Sure, sure. Right, and and like that's a problem that's just gonna get worse if we. Which is why I'm like, yeah, okay. So I made a change that made it so level nine takes fifty extra turns and bees hate you. Tough shit. If you can still finish it, then I have no obligation mm-hmm. to make that. A th- really, we have no obligation to do it anyway, because you do an old challenge path. Oh, I'm stuck. I can't finish this ascension. Well, you can drop the path, right? But that's a dick move. You Could know, you but never, you would never get the weight gold for that path again. Is that true? Mm, yeah, I guess not. If it became impossible. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I mean, that's the thing. We wouldn't do it, but we could. You know. It's like, I don't know, man. There's there's a part of me that feels about anytime somebody's like complaining about something, it's like, you know, we didn't have to do any of this for you. <laughs> but that's like totally not constructive. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, meh. The, just the idea that like, I'm not going to write a zombie version of every NPC that I add to the game from now on. <laughs> and it's, and it's. I can see why you would ask, but I don't believe that that is an expectation that I have any obligation to meet, hmm. right? I would not have done that. Like, the, the stuff, right. all of the stuff that you did that required yeah. all of these scripts to have fucking weird, like, it's just one of those things where, like, oh, every time I do something that gives you meat in the game, I now feel like this nag in my mind, fuck, I need to go search through the wiki, figure out what the path number for Fist was, and mm-hmm. make it so you give this money to orphans if you're on Fist. And it's, yeah. I'm just not going to do that with rewriting everything that happens t- to react to the fact that you're a zombie. Like, no, I... you know, because it, it, it's crazy. It's yeah, just, that it's, would be nuts. It is crazy <laughs> to expect us to over time just have to multiply the amount of work that we have to do on every single thing that we that we add right i mean in a way it incentivizes us to systemize more things mm. but we're not you know we don't do that <laughs> really you got any thoughts hot stuff well i mean you know the fullness of time often bears out your intuitions being you know well founded so your your concerns about the implications of having to support challenge paths in perpetuity are like, oh yeah, okay, that does kind of suck. <laughs> right. If only, if only somebody had warned us about this twice instead of just <laughs> once. Oh, yeah. Locator says, "I'm so excited to hear that the Mist Quest will be rolling out. Hopefully, it's a parody of Mist." Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, on the topic of Moonshine areas, what are your thoughts on the balance of the different areas? Degrassi Knoll seems to provide a lot of advantages for ease of life and speed when compared to the Nomad Camp in Little Canada. Yeah, I mean, that was just sort of an accident of history. Yeah. We had talked, like, you know, it's one of those things where we could probably spend a lot of time trying to balance the ascension relevance of those three signs, and then we would just end up with 
one of them basically at random being the one that you always had to take <laughs> yeah and, i mean and so, i feel like, like we've we've tweaked them previously haven't we we did like we did stuff like putting we mon- did stuff monster like level machines on the other yeah two that didn't yes. have them and yeah i mean like with that. the valhalla at, did that go in at, with the valhalla revamp or was that no I that was remember. before that it, it might have been part of ns13 <laughs> oh yeah um <laughs> you know you, the the mist quest in its original form was written around the same time and we just didn't implement it right like well yeah four or five years i don't want to get into this argument again for values for for various values of written yeah Yeah, it was written um (laughs) yeah anyway so Um, so i mean that's that's a question right so i would like to i would like to redo the felonia quest what really what I would like to do is tell Rift to redo the Felonia quest, but sure. do this the way we do things now, you know, like have it that. support the quest tracker, like have it, mm. you know, have it be not like a weird puzzle at the end. So here is the, here is something that I've been th- like when I, mean, I think that was about like the first thing I wrote. After yeah, I got hired, yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and so it's like, you know, it's like, it's fine. It's fine that that's it's fine that that's weird and unlike other stuff. But it's like, it's just. I feel like that's one of those things that just requires you to have some random items from the demon market or whatever. To, to I don't remember exactly, I don't but it I, seems I like one of those kind of arbitrary drops. things. So here's the thing I that I would here is the thing that I would like oh, to do. Oh, fairy gravy! You need fairy gravy for it. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, because yeah. nobody's ever gonna yeah. get that. Nah. Like, the, yeah, that's. So I was thinking about the palindrome the other day. And this is what I would like to do to make it so anyone would ever solve the palindrome puzzle without the wiki, is make all of the items that go onto the shelves photographs, and maybe they're quest items, huh. right? Instead of like, like maybe not necessarily for, photographs, but have them all be things that you get the same way. Have them all, but, instead but, of one of them. But being I was dropped. But I was. But I wanted. The, but I was thinking about photographs because it would be easy to have like a. F- like a door with four empty picture frames above it because okay. one of them is a photograph of God. And maybe you have to, like, there's a combat item that you have to use in a fight to take a picture of Race Car Bob's dog instead of getting the ketchup hound to drop or whatever, okay. right? And it's just like writing a handful of non-combats and making these things things that seem important as opposed to things that just seem random, mm. right? And make that a solvable puzzle. <laughs> like, eh, stuff like that. Just quality of life things that are the way that we would do things now instead of like if we were designing a quest now that required you to have a bunch of items it would never fucking occur to us for them to be items that you got from some other zone yeah which that's not a thing that happens in the palindrome but like it is a thing that happened in 2005 (laughs) you know Hey guys, says Jehuz Dewey. I'm heading out to Phoenix, Tucson in late August to visit a buddy. What are some cool things that I should do or see while I am in town? Brew pubs? Harems? Other general mischief? Well, I can list some brew pubs. Uh, you should go to Four Peaks Brew Pub in Phoenix, Thunder Canyon, and Nimbus Brew Pubs in Tucson. If you're going to get out of town at all, Jerome is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's like a neat winery. And it's like, like <laughs> yeah, a I like Jerome. He's a good dude. Yep. Uh, uh, he is friends with the guy from Tool and doesn't afraid of anything. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just referring to the guy from Tool as Jerome, which is sort of like referring to Master Chief as Halo. <laughs> it's just, I'm going to call this guy where he lives. <laughs> it's just like, 
Yeah, this was um, his, this was his cowboy name. If if Tool had been a cowboy band, that would have been his nickname. <laughs> Bi- Biosphere Two is an attraction that I hear is pretty cool. I've never been there. Um, that's near Tucson, right? Yeah. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of aircraft museums because uh, the desert is very kind to aircraft. The if you're if you're going between Tucson and Phoenix, uh, the Casa Grande National Monument is worth mm-hmm. checking out. It is like. It is this crazy Indian ruin that is like the closest thing that I have seen in the New World to like an Old World ruin. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. I mean, it's probably hundreds of years newer, but it's like crazy how well preserved it is, given that it is basically just a stack of dirt shaped like a building. <laughs> There's um, Frank Lloyd Wright's Taliesin West is out in that area, and that's pretty cool if you're into architecture. Karchner Caverns is kind of neat. That's down near Tushan. That's Tushan. isn't that kind of a thing where you have to get a permit to go to it like months you, ahead of time. I think though? you need to buy a ticket, but it might have waned in popularity enough that you could go same day. I'm not sure. <laughs> in in what like back back when they first built that series of caves, when it was like opened, super. There was popular. like a six month wait list. Okay. When it when it first opened in 1870, like what? No, when it it first opened like. Six years ago or something. It was. It's not that. It's not that oh, old of an attraction. Right. Okay. If you it's say a living so. cave, right? It was. It was one of those. It's one of those. Uh, caves that, like living that, cave. It was like, a, like in the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, the floor's all wet like ah. a tongue. Don't t- don't it take your wet. camera in there. You'll get minox. <laughs> the cave is wet. That's what a living cave is. Like a living cave is still growing or changing hmm. shape in a way that like <clears throat> like. Mammoth cave or whatever isn't, I think, because it's so, if it's exposed to air, basically it isn't. It ceases to be living cave because it dries out. Um, so if it's just open, like the, this was like a cave that a I think a farmer maybe found on his land and sealed back up so that it wouldn't just get ruined. And then they spent like ten ten years or so um, figuring out how to let people into it and see it without destroying it, basically. Um, so that's, I mean, it, it is neat. I, I had never been in a cave that was still alive before. <laughs> um, so that was kind of neat. All right. We got to get through the rest of these questions. Okay. Alpha right. Omicron says, thanks in advance for the misquest, which I assume will be sweet. Damn right. What? Why are Clover still an RNG screw vector? Seems to run counter to the use of Clover Adventures as variance reduction mechanisms, e.g. the one in the castle basement. <sighs> yeah. I, they're fucking Clovers. Their whole raison d'etre is luck. So... Sometimes it's bad, right? Like, come I mean, on. not even bad. It's just sometimes it's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> no, haven't you learned anything from listening to people who play video games? <laughs> not as good is worse than bad. <laughs> Any word on the issue of big versus no path in the future? Eh, word already. Can we get Quest for Schlitz integrated with Kingdom of Loathing? Would be a big, big improvement to the latter. Yeah. Quest for Schlitz. Like, I. Like. Me, colon, quest for Schlitz, colon, colon, Colin Northway, colon, fantastic contraption. I am, <laughs> if you ask me, I am never going to make a game as good as quest for Schlitz again. <laughs> ah, and you know, that's the thing, man. This fucking existential despair. It was all presaged by quest for Schlitz. Because there wasn't any fucking Schlitz. And maybe you could find Schlitz. I don't know. <laughs> I think the joke was that you couldn't find Schlitz. Like, it was satire. <laughs> and it was like, damn, Schlitz is hard to find. Damn, Schlitz is hard to find. And then Dancing Tonto was like, why'd you say it twice, white man? And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Is, it, 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 is the fact that you exist racist? 
Probably. I'm sorry, Dancing Tonto. Did I say Toto the first time? No, I think you said Tonto. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, uh, other questions. Other questions. Uh, Nightval, did you guys end up putting Frontalot in those others, though I doubt it, in Word Realm somewhere? I know they were stretch goals, but I vaguely remember reading somewhere that it was still possible, and would Front really charge you guys for the use of his likeness in-game? Yeah, that was it. It was a stretch goal to raise the money, <laughs> to give the money to Damien to allow us <laughs> to put his picture again. Man, I am the wrong guy to ask, because I paid fuck all for attention to the last six months of development of that game, because everything is terrible. If you had to be a different member of the ASAM or Hot Dog slash Taco Crew, who would you be and why? That's a oh, weird geez, question. That is a weird question. I mean, if I had to trade lives with any of the people that I work with, it would probably be Hot Stuff, because then my life would change the least. <laughs> <laughs> right, I would, uh, yeah, I would just, I don't know, have less I, stuff I mean, to keep track of. There are aspects of Riff's life that I really... <laughs> the, like his collections of things and like the, I, I kind of like there are parts of me that really like the idea of like building a little fortress that I live in <laughs> and into, like, out of Amazon boxes yeah yeah and like you know like just constantly I'm doing like whenever I I'm in Arizona. I'm like, oh, what you doing, Riff? And he's like, oh, I'm building a, <clears throat> you know, this cool circuit board to make these lights blink, or I'm, you know, I'm cross stitching some like some cool diagram. Or All right, I'm, I'm, I'm implementing a match three game in hardware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like and I'm like, oh, <laughs> how do you what? I, you know, I designed this. I designed this Robotech mech on uh, Lego Builder. And, right, yeah. um, and then ordered all of the individual pieces from random dudes on the internet, one piece at a time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so what then, you what you want is patience yeah. <laughs> and free time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. I guess Riff of all of us is the one that if a girl is like, "Hey, don't do what you're doing," he'll be like. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, and you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm probably the least, the least uh, prepared for future adult life as any of us. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think in in that aspect, if I was gonna trade with somebody, I'd probably trade with with hot stuff because he seems he seems like he's probably gonna continue to have his shit in gear until he's 80 or 90 and can well, retire on except his masses of savings. I feel like right now but, it's just like when when Hot Stuff's dad is like you're not going to get a, you're not going to be able to get away with being a dilettante forever. You can just point at the last 10 years of your life and say, "Huh? Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Are I you mean, sure, dad? <laughs> my my willingness to live on no money though is is one of the reasons that that will succeed for yeah me. yeah like i you know if if all of my income suddenly stopped i'd be like well okay maybe i'll move to kentucky and buy a house for ten thousand dollars right and I use the rest of my savings to pay all the property taxes and buy i grow my own beans <laughs> just yeah. live on those beans right yeah it's like, um all right nightball continues what do each of you use for your cell phone ringtones? Do you have different ones for different people? Which ones do you use for each other? You know what I use for my cell phone ringtone is the only acceptable cell phone ringtone for a goddamn grown-up, which is silence. 
the only the only individual <laughs> ringtone that I had, <clears throat> and it confused the fuck out of me because I set it up almost immediately after getting my phone, and then it just that person never called me was riff <laughs> because uh, one of the the ringtones was piano riff, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So whenever he called, it was like da 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 da. Yeah, that's good. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's that's like every, sometimes when I wake up to my iPhone alarm, I'm like, "Ah, oh, riff is cool." <laughs> mine is uh, mine is a clip from the new Sifflinelli song, "Motherfucking Pie." Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, yeah which is a bad idea because when it wakes me up in the morning, if if I set an alarm, <laughs> then that song then is that stuck song in your head for the rest it. of the day. Yep. yep. You know what? If it wakes you up in right the morning, in the which is to say 2 p.m., that's stuck in my head for the rest of the night too, and I just have to. I just have to drink twice as much whiskey to. Oh, well, then you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah except all you keep here is Jim Beam. It's not like it's your fault. Also, says Nightball, I really like Wield's Nightmare. I liked how it was definitely solvable. There wasn't a time pressure, so I could play around with the letters. And the fact that it was multiple rounds long and still challenging, in spite of the fact that you could theoretically brute force an answer, you may say it's unfinished, but I didn't get that impression. It might be my favorite nightmare. No, it wasn't unfinished from a gameplay point of view. No, yeah. It was just unpolished. Yeah. Like the, the like interface. The, the background that, wasn't the good, and I, is it play lack, like, lack of sound. Did we ever get it to the point where it was either playable with mouse or keyboard? Yes. Hmm. I think everything my- everything almost everything is doable with mouse or keyboard. There's there's a handful of things. I guess the puppy's dream you still have to have the mouse. Yeah. No, that nope. that's playable. Oh no. right, cuz huh. there's that skill to open up the keyboard. Yeah. That you can- I think the puppy's dream is probably my favorite. I think that's, that's the most the one interesting. That's just can't. Me- mechan- do. Yeah, it's hard. It's and I, well, I definitely I mean, can't thing. beat like, it every it's time. Either but it's either hard or not hard, right? Depending on your ability. Like it's either yeah. it's either impossible or easy based on. I guess maybe not necessarily easy. No. That 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 tuning the difficulty on something that relies so much on a sort of like <clears throat> a like a binary facility. Mm. I had a, I had some ideas for making easy mode more accessible but uh, i never got around to implementing them Mm. so and that was just having it would only give you words in the same consonant vowel patterns that's not i think that is not always going to make it more accessible though because if there's an interstitial step a lot of times i mean if you so if you if you also guaranteed that there was a common word path that didn't change sure the consonant vowel structure i mean what what i would probably have done if i had had (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, if I had had years to work on this instead of the tightly restricted schedule that that we did have, was I would have probably just generated ten thousand puzzles mm-hmm. based on based on varying rubrics, you know? Yes. And then just picked one of those based on a difficulty level, as opposed to trying to generate the puzzles in code that was awful. I mean, part of it was a limitation of. This was frustrating too. I picked I picked a word set, not entirely at random, but but based on sort of as a dare to say how many four letter words out of existing art assets we had. And yeah, that's where that four letter that's where that four letter all those four letter words came from. And yeah, I remember we, trying to tell you that that was a terrible idea. Well. <clears throat> I mean, so it's so this is this is the problem. This is this this is the kind of shit that we're really good at is spending a whole bunch of time on something that would be impressive if you thought about it, but you don't. 
<laughs> right? Like the fact that you encounter a picture of every object that is a word as a stage in the puppy's dream, that was really fucking hard. But like, <laughs> but it's, it, nobody well, even- it was also no, hard nobody given even, that it was all, it was no new art. Like right. that, was, that was a point. No, 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 no. That's yeah. like, I will only allow you to do this if it doesn't yeah. require Roy to draw a thousand more things. Right. But no, I, Which was a I but I guarantee that no one who plays Word Realms will ever be impressed by that because it's just one of those things that like, ah, boy, that was really hard for no reason. Like, <laughs> you know, I feel like the number of people who remark on the fact that we wrote 8,000 jokes so that it could give you a joke with the word you just used in it is exactly the same as the number of people that we explicitly told that that's what is happening. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was, I mean, the thing is, that was not all that hard. Right? I mean. No, but it, it's interesting. It's work like, that like most people wouldn't do. Sure. But the reason that they wouldn't do it is because nobody notices, right? It's like iMuse was this amazing fucking thing that like procedurally generated music based on what was happening, but nobody cared because it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, music. I, they, this is this thing that I immediately tune out as soon as, yeah. Loving Big says, Darzell, so nice not to have to power level and so many options for what to work on and which order is great. Sure, it'll show RNG up, but there's so many places with RNG that that will happen. For example, I've tried the same things the last two runs and my day one today is 60 turns behind the one I started on Monday and that wasn't doing the things that people complain about the RNG on. Personally, I'm pretty okay with the level of RNG variation. One request, would it be possible to allow the casting chat commands to cast Spirit of Nothing or is there a way to do so via chat command? It's the only one out of the combat spell I've found so far that I can't use from chat. I guess because it's removing a buff rather than giving one. No. It's because that's not a real skill. Um, it's like a weird fake skill that gets added to the list of skills if you have the other skill. I think at this point that I could probably just make a bunch of conditional non-combat skills because I believe oh. that's a thing we can do now that just the check for whether those are available to you is if you have the spirit of uh, whatever skill. Um yeah, that is one of those things, right? Like that among eight or ten other things is why I hate the skills script and really want to just set it on fire and start over. But uh, Morgan Blair is asking for a way to change auto attack from the top or sidebar. You can do it from a chat command, which you must not have known about. Uh, on a scale from one to plants, says Cannonfire40, how do you feel about the mysticality quest? Mm, beef ravioli. <laughs> Which one of you named the Word Realms? Have you gotten your Kickstarter item yet? Save file flag, kick-sharded. Uh, that was Chris. Uh, I don't know that anybody thought anybody was going to see that. Uh, Kodrick says, how do you go about designing the puzzles in KOL? Is it a different process for world event puzzles than it is from quest puzzles? Eh, every, everyone's different, right? Yeah. I mean, we get into a lot of arguments where I say no one will ever figure this out and Hot Stuff says someone will figure this out within one second of us publishing it. <laughs> and then we usually land somewhere in the middle that makes one of us feel like an idiot, but not both. <laughs> so we try hard to alternate those two outcomes so that we don't get too depressed. It's, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because we, there have been some some like large scale world events where we have tried to, to anticipate how long it's going to take people to, to do stuff. And 
I think we have always been off. Yeah, we've always been off by an order of magnitude, but we're in it's either yeah in direction. either direction. Yeah, yeah. that's the frustrating thing. Um, how hard is it to make puzzles that people will actually puzzle over instead of brute forcing or using a third party tool to bypass? No, not so, like. We tend to be pretty good about making things that you can't brute force, right? Like, we either limit the number of guesses that you're allowed to submit or or something. You know. How hard is it to hold back Kevin from adding some truly impossible MIT meta puzzles to the game? How do you know he hasn't? <laughs> um, best puzzle in the game? Worst? <laughs> right. There's this Shart movie that RNT8 What? <laughs> Shart, the challenge. <laughs> what, what, why does it have belly dancers? I don't... Well, that's the challenge, is <laughs> jiggling like that without... Oh, without sharding? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what puzzle took players the longest to solve? Probably the... That, uh, Gixoth that, one. The yeah. one that... Yeah. Man, who was... Do you know who it was that made... They, it, they I, implemented that? Yeah, it was It was the guy who, who won it, apparently. It was seventh. Hmm. I hope that's correct, because that was who I sent the thank you note to. <laughs> that crazy circuit diagram that Riff made, somebody implemented that in hardware and sent us yeah, a couple copies so of it. Great. Yep. Yeah, so great. It's amazing. And it's weird, too. It must be some basic stamp uh, chip or something, because it, like, throbs the, like... I, I think that's a, that's a thing he, uh, he wrote into it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah. yeah. If you put the switches in the middle, it, it highlights all the segments that that it affects hmm. uh jake says casey wiederman nerf love songs seriously nerf love songs we understand yeah i mean nobody would care if we nerfed love songs because nobody really uses them for combat those did you realize i didn't realize until i looked at this yesterday they also fucking heal you <laughs> yeah they're nuts see see this is why you're not allowed to get depressed and disappear for a month at a time because <laughs> you make love songs in the interim. Yeah. Uh, Elfin says, Fair how enough. much RNG massaging goes on in word realms? For one, I noticed that the random selection of opponents in a zone is not random. You complete the milestones evenly and avoid repeat opponents. Do you guarantee a certain number of consonants and vowels in the tile sets? Are you more likely to get a rare drop if you haven't gotten it yet and are close to completing the zone? Anything else? Yeah. All of those things. All of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because word realms is a single player game, long tails on important things are absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, the one thing that I don't like about the way that, that monsters are selected is that the milestones are clumped. Yeah. I mean, we probably could have done that by having different lengths of milestones for different monsters <clears throat> and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, something else that I don't like is there are certain situations you can get yourself into where there's only a spe one specific monster that <clears throat> you fight if you... Uh, and if you run away, you'll get the same one again. Yeah. And if, yeah. Or, if you, or more particularly, if you get beaten. So if there's a particularly hard yeah. monster out of a set Yeah, of and I mean, and I feel like that's one, one of those, that is one of those things that we knew was unacceptable, but it would have just been impossible to get fixed. Well, I mean, I, I think we were relatively happy with the, the algorithm that sort of kept everything sort of in pace with each other. Um, but, yeah, I, it's tough. Like, I, I don't know that we, you want to, like, have every milestone from one monster and none from another, 
right? Yeah. No, you don't. I mean, I, it needed something, but I mean, you're right that I would like again. I think that probably in the spec milestones were variable, but we just couldn't get it fucking implemented that way. Like, yeah. you know, that's, and the, these are the kind of things that make me look back on this process and just get angry is stuff that stuff that I, nothing in the game is where it is when I was satisfied with it. Everything that is in the game is where it was when I got fed up with trying to get it changed. And so literally every aspect of the game that I see pisses me off. And that's why I have such a bad attitude about the game. Right. And they're not terrible, but they weren't our best idea. They were our third idea in every case. And it's just, ugh, man, this is, this show is terrible. <laughs> this is, a, I mean, this is definitely an interesting show. I don't feel like it's our normal, uh, lighthearted stuff. Mm -hmm. No, this has been more and more. It's been more and more depressing lately, I think. F says, why in the name of sweet baby Jesus are you still using VI for editing? Emacs or Nano <laughs> or anything else would serve you better. You know what? Eat a dick, F. <laughs> also, like, Mike is the best Mystery Science Theater 3000 host. <laughs> Declaw your cats. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. And wipe your ass standing up. <laughs> um, no, man. No, no. You know what? The, the best tool for a job that I need to do is the one that allows me to get it done the fastest. And VI is that, right? Like there's, it just fucking works. I know how to use it and I use it and I'm fast and it's good and it's fine. It is also our version control. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Edit, I just heard you mention the whiskey advent calendar on an old show. Thank you for my new Christmas tradition. Yeah, you know, that's expensive, but it's good. I don't remember if that thing was... It was either 200 or $300. Wow. I think it was 250 actually. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. which that's... That is that much. is a fucking indulgence. Yeah, I don't I don't feel as bad for the amount of money I just posted to Kickstarter for leather-bound copies of the new... Uh, Call of Cthulhu edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Riff. <laughs> Are they human skin leather? <laughs> oh man. Oh, one can only hope. But yeah, no, that's. I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can justify doing that every year. <laughs> it does sound pretty cool. It if, was pretty. If cool. I were at all into whiskey, that would be awesome. I but wonder if was, somebody did an absinthe one. But then there was like neat. two weeks out of the month that I couldn't drink. Oh, so yeah. I was bummer. Yeah, it was weird. And then double up. There was something wrong with you too, hot stuff. You didn't. I, well, I was out of town for half of the month. Oh right. And then I was sick. Yeah, you didn't. Bit. You didn't carry it with you. <clears throat> uh, Orbrisa says I would use the quest tracker if it didn't eat up a ton of real estate in my side bay. Any chance of having that move to the space occupied by the quest log? I know level eleven plus probably don't have QT entries, but could they maybe be Frank and Kluge together with the QL versions? So I would really like to make it so the quest log is no longer a thing. It is just there's a copy of the quest tracker hmm. when you go to that quest log page, and then there's versions of it for completed things. That makes um, sense. I don't want to lose any jokes that are in there that are good. Um, so maybe probably, turning it... But turn, yeah, the, any jokes that are in there could probably be yeah. mixed into well, the so quest tracker. For instance, the quest tracker does not title quests, and I don't want to lose uh. the titles of quests. Right, so in the quest tracker, they could have titles. Yeah, sure. Right. There you go. Um, so it would take a little bit of finagling to get one thing, but it definitely needs to be one thing, right? That needs yeah. to be one system and not two systems because 
whichever one of us is making content always forgets one of the two of them. And that's, it's lame. And I think the quest tracker is better. I don't even really know how to do either of them. Yeah, well, you can't, yeah. You <laughs> can't do the quest tracker and, um, you, well, you could if you wrote miscode blocks to do it. But yeah. the the quest log, there's a spindler for it, but it's one of those things that we use so infrequently that it probably wouldn't have saved the amount of time. It probably yeah. has not saved the amount of time that it took to write that spindler. And it And it depends on a quest flag that that I am probably not the guy that implemented for any given quest. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. The King of Squid says, Big is a great path, but I would never go back to farming big. I would miss a big income source, dot, dot, dot. What? Then what is this miss quest you're all talking about? And most important, when will it be next world event? Oh, soon, man. Lightwolf says, if Swamp was the codename for the sea content, what was your codename for the new Miss Swamp area? Marty. Yeah, it was all just. it was always just Marty. Yep. Um, that was the one thing we knew is that you were helping a guy named Marty. <laughs> yeah. And then now, now the question is going to be what, what was the code name for our sneakers based quest? <laughs> right. Thrice queen says on the subject of how much you hate the KOL store, how would you feel about turning to the KOL community to find somebody who can make your lives easier with regard to selling t-shirts? If for instance, someone was to approach you about taking over the printing from the pot smoking hippies, including the inventory management of t-shirts, would you welcome such advances? I have a feeling that you have already made many such advances i think that i think that this is probably the forum account of somebody who's already been talking to us about this and here's the thing printing the t-shirts is absolutely the least of the hassle of running the store right like t-shirts are one of a handful of things that we sell in the store they're only one of that handful of things and we're totally satisfied with like the quality of screen printed t-shirts and the quality of the shirts that we get like the the blanks and that kind of stuff and that stuff that you know I, I don't think that dealing with the store is even as big a deal as I think it is that's I mean that's a what's the opposite of a tautology a paradox a not a, a notology not, yeah. an oxymoron Woo, high five <laughs> like, like the best t-shirt company in the world could not solve the problems that I have with the store with with capitalism <laughs> yeah i mean yeah right like yeah i think that's i think that's more of the root of your issue I, somebody was talking about there's a forum thread i you know i've been i dropped off the face of the earth for a couple of days so i haven't gone back and read yet but somebody was talking about how you were all always doom and gloom and i was always relatively positive about like our financial affairs and then i posted you know I would like you all to keep in mind that I'm the one that actually looks at the balances on all the bank accounts and stuff like that. And that's that's why I'm never doom and gloom, because we are totally doing fine. Right. You know, <clears throat> so I feel like you're not you don't have to deal with the store at all. And I don't know where your your hatred of it comes from. You know, I don't except except from your general dislike of actually like of marketing oneself or. <laughs> Crass, I can't crass commercialism. Like I can't. Like I know that ultimately I am responsible for all of this shit, right? <laughs> like okay, and I, and I want to be responsible for less shit. I, I want I want fewer falling. I want I want fewer falling apart houses that I have to fucking fix. And I, you know, I just like, I want fewer things to be responsible for. And that's why yeah. I don't want to deal with okay. this. Right. 
But this is, and that's a, that's another reason that you would want to trade places with me if you could, because I have structured my life almost entirely around not having significant responsibilities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So sure. I mean. All right. Uh, not supposed to be here says, is this the slash an active question thread? Yes, because if it is, I have to ask, don't you think that Mark Ruffalo is more strikingly similar to Vincent D'Onofrio than to Zach Braff? No, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So I hot stuff. You weren't around for this, but I, no. I watched I watched the movie. Now you see me in which Mark Ruffalo plays a character who in mannerism, appearance and comportment is basically like. 45-year-old Zach Braff. Okay. But I see what you mean. I see, uh, yes, yes, he is also a lot like Vincent D'Onofrio. Is he just the everyman? His jaw and teeth are like Vincent D'Onofrio. His mannerisms and voice are like Zach Braff. His hair is definitely Zach Braff hair. Right, because I feel like Vincent D'Onofrio is balding. So he's sort of a chimera. It could be. He's also like a skinny version of that fat guy who's in everything as the sort of he's like the Italian lawyer who is dubious about the thing that you're doing, but also sort of forced to admit that you have a point. Um, I wish I could think of a single thing that this guy is in, <laughs> but um He's a, he's just a, he's just like a sort of a heavyset, dark-haired character actor oh, wow. who is always wearing a suit. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I had never noticed the eerie resemblance between Ruffalo and D'Onofrio. That's crazy. But you don't, you're not seeing the Zach Braff. Are th- no, I see the Zach Braff too. He's got to be moving in this movie in particular. He's got to be moving. He's got to be they, moving. Do they to look be like, like Janine Garofalo? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I see where you where you're going there. <laughs> I appreciate that. <clears throat> Why is I don't? Because it's, it's just the name. It's Ruffalo, 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 Okay, Braffalo. Yeah. Did they also look a lot like a buffalo? Let's see. Grave asks if there's a way that people can rearrange the shelves and display case. Someday I'm going to make Chris do that, and then nobody's going to care. Thanks for adding another wizard with a Canadian quest. Now I have a sweet wizard hat, though dilapidated. I can start collecting. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what we do. We make <coughs> probably <coughs> smells like owls. Wizard hats. We made. <laughs> there were a lot of wizard hats in Word Realms. You know, if you like okay. wizard hats, go play Word Realms. I was really also surprised. Make all your friends by it. When setting up the items for those animals and the other stuff in that quest, I was surprised that there was not yet a pirate hat in the game. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, odd. the pirate hat is the eye patch, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's weird. All right, I am closing this questions thread. I'm going to have to Isn't there open some new questions. is captain's hat? Aren't there some, like, captains? There's, There's pledges. Like the admiral's hat. Yeah, that was that's, a... That's, that's like a, a pirate a... hat. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's nothing like a pirate's hat. An admiral's hat is like the weird... It's like a halfway between a police hat and a baseball cap. Right, because it has a bill, yeah, right? right? Like an admiral's yeah. hat has a bill, but it also has like corns. There's, there's, I would say there's, there's all kinds of tri, tricorn. Are there those like, is it the corn you're supposed to eat or the one that's yeah, just no, decorative? The, no, the one that's a secret message from Jesus bought <laughs> about how, how George Washington is stealing from the poor. Is a pirate hat a tricorn or is it, uh, is it a 
by I mean, the, like the Captain Crunch hat is like yeah, a, it's I like think a that flattened. That is a, that is some sort of it's like a commodore's hat or something yeah, right it's like sure. it's like the pirate hat is a skull and crossbones festooned although we were talking on the way on the way here from the restaurant <laughs> about the difference between festooned and encrusted and how i my assertion is that you can only festoon something with something that is ropey Really? Yeah. So something can be jewel encrusted, but something is semen festooned. <laughs> <laughs> or okra okra squeezins was my other uh, my other possible festoon <laughs> substance. But <clears throat> wow. No, I mean that's yeah. The, so so my theory okay, on yeah. the pirate hat, the traditional pirate hat that you think of, is that was like an English a style of English military yeah, hat. Yeah, I think right because it's like like Napoleon. I feel like Napoleon's hat. Yeah, and you see them like different orientations too, because you'll see like the guy that's wearing it front wise. Yeah, front wise. Then Napoleon's wearing it horizontally. That was just so he would appear larger to his yeah. enemies. <laughs> I mean to predators. <laughs> to the predator. Yeah, to the predator. Yeah, he also he also had like a hat warmer so that the predator would be able to see his hat and like, oh fuck, it's a shark. I better not fuck with that walking shark. That's truly nature's fiercest predator. <laughs> Alright, um well, stay tuned for uh, video games Woo! hot dog, I guess. Yeah. And uh we'll uh We'll see you guys on the on the next episode of a very special Kingdom of Loathing podcast. <laughs> see ya. Have a great week, everybody.